I'm Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to This Connected Life. I'm your host, Mel Kettle. This week is episode number 43, How Time Flies. How are we all going with coronavirus and with lockdown? Um, The last couple of days we've had a couple of announcements out of Victoria saying that some people in that state are going back down into lockdown. So if that's you, I'm very sorry to hear that. And I hope it's not too excruciatingly boring or otherwise painful for you. Um, I, you probably won't need to know, but I'm telling you anyway, I've just had a week away down on the Gold Coast. Um, I live in Brisbane, so traveling in Queensland is a thing. And I took a few days down there to write my book. So my next book is called Connected Leadership Starts With You, and hopefully it will be out in early September. I can promise you I will tell you more about it as time gets closer. Um, excitingly, I have just sent the first chapter to the editor. Even more excitingly, I had that few days away, which was incredibly beneficial to my physical and my mental health. And I realized that um, I've been home for 12 consecutive weeks before going down the coast. And the last time I spent 12 consecutive weeks at home was when I was in high school, probably in year 11. And that was in the 80s. So it's been a long time. Anyway, not what I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about loneliness. And even before we were locked down due to coronavirus, loneliness was at epidemic levels in Australia and in other countries. And something you might not know is that it's one of the biggest problems in our society today, with one in two Australians saying they're lonely at least once a week. And that figure to me from the Black Dog Institute is absolutely staggering. Research by psychology professor Julianne Holt-Lundstad found that social connection is crucial to human development, health and survival, and that people with social relationships and social connections live longer than people without. Feeling lonely and feeling disconnected has the same health risks as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, being obese or having high blood pressure. That number just blew me away when I heard that. One of the things that I was aware of, and maybe you are too, is that when we're lonely, we're much more likely to have anxiety and depression. And anxiety and depression are the leading cause of long-term sickness absence at work, as well as a major cause of presenteeism in the workplace. So what that means is that when we're lonely, and when we're lonely at work, that has a massive impact on our bottom line, as well as on our health, our personal health and the health of the people we work with. I've just started reading a fantastic new book by a man called Dr. Vivek, um, I don't think I pronounced that right, Vivek Murthy, called Together. Dr. Murthy was the 19th Surgeon General of the United States from 2014 to 2017. And during the first few months of his tenure, he traveled around the United States on a listening tour. He heard about all of the major health pain points he expected to hear about, the opioid epidemic, rising obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. 
However, what was unexpected to him was the recurring topic of loneliness. He describes loneliness as running like a dark thread through many of the more obvious issues, such as anxiety, violence, addiction, and depression. And in his book, he goes on to say that the problem with loneliness is amplified when it persists for a long period of time. When loneliness is chronic, then we enter into a chronic stress state. And this is what can lead to the really dramatically negative impacts on our health. Partly thanks to coronavirus, we're at risk of what Dr. Murphy calls a social recession. And unless we recognize the impact an increase in loneliness is having on our social health and the negative health consequences as people become more and more isolated from each other, we're going to have an enormous problem in our community as well as in our workplace. Dr. Murphy did an excellent interview conversation with Brene Brown on her podcast, Unlocking Us. I think it was episode four. It was definitely one of her early episodes. So if you want to learn more about him, um, highly recommend his book called Together. And I also recommend you have a listen to that podcast episode because it was just, I couldn't stop listening. It was fantastic. As I've said, loneliness isn't only a problem in our community, it's a growing issue in the workplace at all levels of the workplace. Research that's recently come out from Cigna shows a clear connection between work and loneliness with 61% of respondents reporting they're lonely. Interestingly, it showed that men are slightly more lonely than women and younger people aged 18 to 22 are lonelier than older people who are 72 plus. Um, and, and loneliness in younger people isn't something that's surprising to me because Natalie Gill in the Guardian newspaper in the UK a couple of years ago wrote an article about loneliness in younger people and said loneliness is a silent plague that is hurting young people the most with young people far more likely to fall victim to its insidious dangers compared to the elderly. So I think we really need to get a, an understanding of what loneliness is and how many people feel it on a day-to-day -day basis um, and the impact that that has on our workplaces, as well as within our families and our friendship circles. Back to the workplace, I certainly know that a lot of the senior executives I've worked with have shared with me how lonely they are at work. And I know when I was in a senior executive role quite a few years ago now, I was very lonely in that role and I couldn't talk to my boss about it because she already, you know, we already had a really difficult relationship and I didn't want her to think I wasn't up to doing the job. And I couldn't discuss it with my team because they expected me to have the answers. And I also couldn't really talk about it with my husband because he hadn't been in a similarly senior role at that stage and so he didn't understand what I was going through. And it, you know, for anybody who's gone through that themselves, you know it's really not a great time in your life and it really should be because, you know, professionally I was just kicking goals all over the place. But personally, because of this loneliness I felt at work, it just made me second guess everything I did. A study by RHR International found that more than half of CEOs report feeling lonely in their job, with the majority believing it hinders their performance. And this is especially true for people who are first-time CEOs. Part of this is because today we're twice as likely to say we're exhausted compared to 20 years ago, 
and most of us say or almost half of us say this is due to work and there's a significant correlation between work exhaustion and feeling lonely and the more you're exhausted the lonelier you feel the lonelier you feel the more exhausted you become so it's a vicious cycle that can be really really hard to stop Another impact that it has in our workplace is that when we're lonely, our cognitive performance and our executive functions are diminished. And what this means in practical terms is that we have difficulty staying focused. We have difficulty listening and paying attention. We have difficulty planning and prioritizing, remembering instructions, controlling our impulses. We have problems with our short-term memory. And we also struggle to learn, to think, to reason, to remember, to problem solve and to make decisions. As I've mentioned, loneliness also makes us more prone to depression and other mental health challenges, which can lead to absenteeism and presenteeism at work, which has a direct correlation on workforce engagement, workforce productivity, revenue and profit. So as leaders, it's really critical that we understand the impact of loneliness as it can have such a massive impact, not only on our personal health, but also on the health of our staff and the financial position that our organizations are in. So what do we need to do? Well, we need to look after our general health through things like getting enough sleep, getting enough exercise, eating the right foods. We need to work out how can we better engage with our colleagues at work and now that so many of us are working from home and working remotely, we need to make even more of an effort to look out for our colleagues. Dr. Murphy in his book reminds us that we have many opportunities for small moments of connection and that these can make a really big difference to how we feel. And it can be something as simple as making eye contact and smiling at a stranger to get a positive connection boost. What can you do at work to get that same boost? Can you send a text message to someone or, you know, a funny video of yourself or call them? You know, can you take a few minutes each day to talk to colleagues about non-work things? Can you have team lunches? Can you have virtual Friday afternoon drinks? Can you have lunch with another person once we're back in the office rather than home, alone in front of your computer? Can you remember and celebrate birthdays and anniversaries and other occasions with people? And it could either be a personal celebration or a work celebration, or it could just be we've made it through another week. And one of the other things that Dr. Murphy recommends is to spend 15 minutes a day talking or writing to people we love. And when we do this regularly, we can help ourselves and we can help others feel good and stay connected. Our loneliness can also reduce when we reach out and help someone else. And this, isn't, this enables us to connect with another human, but it also reminds us of our value and of our purpose in life. So have a think about what is it that you can do to, to get back in touch or to stay in touch or to connect and engage and have conversations with other people. Dr. Murphy was on Katie Couric's podcast, Next Question, one of my other favorite podcasts. And he said to her, when we help other people, we shift the focus from ourselves to somebody else in the context of a positive interaction. And this service, service to others, reaffirms to us that we have value to bring to the world. So the next time you feel lonely, rather than waiting for someone to reach out to you, what can you do to reach out to someone else? 
loneliness is such a horrible horrible feeling so have a think about what is it that you can do today to reach out to someone who might be lonely or what can you do if you're lonely to connect with someone in your world I'd really love to know if you have any ideas please let me know if you are feeling lonely you're very welcome to reach out to me you can connect with me on social media LinkedIn Twitter Instagram um, you can email me mel at melkettle.com um, or reach me through my website melkettle.com and finally if you need help or if you know someone else who needs help you can always contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 um, or visit Beyond Blue's website or the Lifeline website um, and for crisis assistance don't forget if you're in Australia call triple zero um, please look after yourself if I can help with anything please reach out and hopefully loneliness isn't affecting you right now but if it is I'm sending you a very big virtual hug thank you again for listening and I will talk to you again soon bye Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn or both. The show notes are all on the website melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at Mel Kettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye.